Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsors over at Axe & Sledge Supplements. It is a new year. 2021 is off and running, and if you're looking for top-of-the-line supplements, everything from your pre-workouts, post-workouts, protein shakes, protein bars, just a badass company to support, Axe & Sledge is the supplement company for you. I've been working with these guys for over a year now. I've been taking their supplements for way longer than that, and what you see is what you get. I mean, it's quality stuff from top to bottom. I wouldn't be pushing it and supporting them if I didn't truly believe in it. A lot of you guys have already supported me with my discount code, and it's not going anywhere. It's still up and running, and I'd be more than happy to answer any questions you have about the supplement company as a whole, but check it out, man. Axe and Sledge Supplements. Uh, go to axesledge.com and use promo code JGill10 at checkout for 10% off of your order. Thank you all for stopping by. My name is Justin Gilly, and you're listening to the Rated JG Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Rated JG Podcast. Coming to you from North Pole, Texas right now. What's up? Got freaking freezing temperature for like the fifth day in a row it seems like there's snow on the ground it's currently like 26 degrees outside which to some of you may not seem like much but i am a texas boy through and through and this is freezing literally and figuratively and i'm over it so uh yeah i'm fortunate enough to have some power in my household and um going a little stir crazy because you can't really do much uh, I've seen so many people be affected by this in a negative way. I've seen pipes bursting and ceilings falling in and, you know, multiple days, hours without power and heat. And it's, we're just not built for this. Literally, we're not. Uh, there's no infrastructure down here for these temperatures. And I'm very sorry for everybody that's experienced any kind of negative side effect from all this weather. And I'm very fortunate that we kind of came through on the good side in my household. So super fortunate for that. But um, seems like we're kind of on the tail end of things now, so that's good, but yeah, man, not used to it. Don't like it. I could do 95 to hundred degree weather all year round 365 and never get tired of it. That's just my personality. And I am definitely not a fan of the winter. That's well-documented, but I am a fan of all you guys helping out the podcast, man. Y'all have been, um, hitting up the, the store and grabbing some merch. Thank y'all. A lot of the sweaters have been selling due to the cold weather. So I appreciate you. I see you. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, I'm, that stuff is still available on the website. Just, uh, it's daybydayapparel.com backslash rated JG, and you can grab any kind of merch you want there. So I'm much appreciated, but I wanted to stop by and give you a little bit of a breakdown of something that's fun coming up this weekend. Y'all know your boy's a huge UFC fan, and we've got a free fight this weekend. So uh, UFC fights are either going to fall into two categories. They're either going to be a pay-per-view, which sounds exactly like what it is. You have to pay to view it. And there's fight nights, which are free. Uh, that's what's going to happen this weekend. This Saturday, we've got Curtis Blades versus Derek Lewis. So I wanted to do a little fight breakdown, give you guys an idea of what to expect. Uh, a lot of my followers know that uh, big UFC guy and a lot of uh, a lot of y'all tend to hit me up with like your your picks and who you're betting on and whatnot. So I figured, hey, let's let's break this one down because it's still maybe cold this weekend and a lot of people might not be wanting to get out of the house. You why not tune into a free 
a free little fight card on ESPN+. Plus. So, oh, and this is also going to be fought at the UFC Apex, which is the smaller ring. So that this this is not going to be on Fight Island, not overseas. So that's another little little uh, caveat there. But nonetheless, I wanted to jump in on some of the prelims. So these are going to be the earlier fights. Uh, I'm only going to go over one here because there's one that sticks out to me that should be fun. And it is uh, with two guys named Drakkar Close and Luis Pena. Even if you're not a huge UFC fan, you might know this one. Uh, Luis Pena's nickname is Violent Bob Ross because he looks like Bob Ross, but like UFC version. So um, yeah, that's a fun one. It's going to be on the prelims. Drakkar Close uh, is supposed to be the favorite in this, but uh, he uh, lost his most recent fight to Benil Dariush, who is like a huge up-and-comer right now, and he's kind of a name that's mixing up this division. But he got his first ever knockout or excuse me, he was knocked out for the first time ever by Benil Dariush, which is like, no, that's nothing to hang your head on. This guy's on a tear. So, but other than that, um, he's been on a pretty decent little run here. He, Jakar Close has no finishes in the UFC. Uh, Lewis Payne is way bigger, like six foot three versus like, I think Jakar Close is like five, seven, five, eight. But yeah, Lewis Payne's last fight, uh, he lost to Kama Worthy by a submission, but he was looking good up until that point. So uh, if, if Lewis Payne's freaking six foot three frame can keep control of the distance, especially in that apex, the smaller cage, uh, he could definitely win this. So I think if I was a betting man, I'm going to go with the younger and the taller Lewis Payne, Mr. Violet Bob Ross, to get a. Uh, a win. It'll probably go to a decision. I don't think either one of these guys are big, uh, big finishers. Um, but this is going to be the main event of the prelim. The next fight that I'm going to mention, which is a, it's kind of like the, the the classic thing the UFC likes to do. They love to get the old veteran fighters mixing up with the new up and comers to try and get the name on the map and get some recognition out there and hopefully get them on a uh, uh, upward path. And they're nailing it with this one because freaking Andre Arlovsky is fighting Tom Aspinall. And for those of you that don't know, Andre Arlovsky has like literally, I think, 49 or 50 professional fights. That's insane. That is a, that's more than triple, quadruple sometimes the amount of fights that people ever have. And he's still going at it. Aspinall has big power. He's looked good. He's fought really like nobody up to this point, but he's really young, especially for a heavyweight. He's like 27 years old, and everybody else in the heavyweight division is upper 30s. You know, these are these are the big boys that are kind of on the the tail end of their career who can't cut weight anymore and whatnot. So he's a little bit of young blood. He's got big power, but um, Arlovsky has legit fought everyone and their mom. I mean, dude, 50, 50 pro fights. You you name somebody in the division, he's fought it or fought them, and I mean, he's looked pretty good recently, you know, he was kind of, he's kind of fighting against Father Time at this point, but the dude has really looked decent, especially he beat um, an up-and-comer uh, Tanner Bulldozer Bozer, so he got a, a W over him, which looked great on his uh, his resume, especially as of late, when everyone's kind of like ruling him out and telling him to hang it up, so y'all know me, I'm a huge proponent of get out of the fight game while you can. There's nothing worse than seeing old washed up guys still going in there trying to get a paycheck. I get it. You know, it's hard to call it quits, but I, I'm I'm so over it, man. And Andre Arlovsky is definitely on that list, but I think he'll put up a good fight. I think I got Aspinall winning this one um, just because he's got heavy, heavy hands and Arlovsky's been knocked out by some heavy handed guys in the past. So we'll go with a uh, with Aspinall winning and then starting a little upward ascent in that division, mixing up the heavyweights. 
And then I think that opens up to, um, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I think that opens up the the main card, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay, so the next the next fight is going to be Phil Hawes and Nasruddin Imavov. And I all I know is that Phil Hawes, he's been on the Ultimate Fighter and the Contender Series, but he was on the Contender Series twice. So, I mean, this dude is not young, and he's kind of like been through it to get to his his point now where he's trying to make a name for himself inside the UFC like I said he's been affiliated with the UFC forever but I feel like this is like going to be a breakout fight for him if he can like he's he's not a young dude he's he's certainly put in the time and earned his stripes but um from what I've heard Imavov is supposed to be pretty good he's only 25 so just on that fact alone I'm going to throw my ignorant pick of the week here I'm going to go Phil Hawes just for just for the experience factor I feel like he's going to be super hungry to get out there and get his name thrown in the mix in this division. And as somebody that's been through everything he's been through on the come up, like he's got a lot more to lose. So uh, we'll give Phil Hawes the nod on this one. I'm not even going to, we'll say decision, but that's like I said, ignorant pick of the week. I don't really know too much about either one of those guys. I just know that Phil Hawes has been, been doing the damn thing for a long time. So hopefully he'll get a W and and stay relevant. And then leading into the next fight, we've got another old head versus uh, up and comer. And when I say old, I mean, dude, he makes Arlovsky look young. Alexi Olenek versus Chris Dawkins. Old man Alexi, king of the Ezekiel choke. He kind of looks like a scary movie character, like one of those old vampires or something. He's pretty much like a zombie on his feet now. I think he's like, like 45 years old. And he has more fights than Arlovsky. So, I mean, you talk about veterans. These dudes have been doing it forever. And uh, Chris Dawkins only has about 12 UFC, or excuse me, professional fights to his name. So I don't really know too much about the dude either. But I do know a lot about uh, Alexi Olenek. And um, if you if you're wanting to, to read up on this guy, I think if you go to you if you go to YouTube and type in Ezekiel Choke, you're going to see Olenek. He is... This dude's got a boa constrictor grab, and he is known for doing these Ezekiel chokes, which is a hard submission in the first place, but he's kind of cemented himself as being that guy, kind of like Brian Ortega is known as T-City for doing triangles on people. That's Olenek with the Ezekiel chokes. So I think with something like that, a crafty little little trick like that up your sleeves, and just being long in the tooth, dude. He's done it for a long, long time. So I am going against everything I believe in here. I am doing a complete 180 on my normal UFC predictions, and I'm going with the old man. Let's go, Olenek. Keep it going, baby. Get that that senior citizen discount on your win here. But, uh, okay, so yeah, that's Olenek. And then next is Charles Rosa versus Derek Minner. Um, most of y'all probably know the name Charles Rosa because he just came off of a loss last year to Bryce Mitchell, who is, you know, aka Thug Nasty, the dude from Arkansas that grabs the mic and has been demanding that the UFC give him his camo shorts, and they finally did. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Bryce Mitchell is, is filthy on the ground, and he couldn't submit Rosa. Now, he did dominate Charles Rosa, but he didn't submit him. Um, so Rosa and Derek Minner are both Brazilian jiu-jitsu experts, so this has all the makings to be a very boring fight. Um Typically, if you see two jujitsu guys matching up with each other, it's kind of like, unless it goes to the ground, it's not going to be that enticing, especially to like the, like a casual fan. Um, and I don't believe that Rosa or Minner have big knockout power. So everything about this 
is is leaning towards a decision for me because I mean if if Bryce Mitchell didn't submit Rosa, Minner's not going to do that, and I don't believe either one of these guys have the knockout power, so it'll probably go to a decision. And if it does go that way, I'm going to go ahead and give the nod toward to Rosa, which will lead into the the co-main event here: uh, Caitlin Vieira versus Yana Kunitsika. Kunitsika. I don't know. That sounds super Soviet Union esque. I don't know anything about that. All I know is that um, Caitlin Vieira. I remember a couple years ago she fought Kat Zenganu, and I did watch that fight, and she won. So we'll throw ignorant pick of the week number two her way. Uh, it's a it is a female fight. Those typically go to a decision. So we'll say decision for Vieira, which will lead us into the main event: Curtis Blades versus Derek. My balls was hot. Lewis. This fight was booked a couple months ago. I think maybe November or December. Uh, but Curtis Blaze got COVID. So uh, we never really knew if this fight was going to happen just due to the the ever-changing shifts of the, the heavyweight division right now. But it looks like we're still going to get it. So, you know, knock on wood. There's crazy things have happened. It's Wednesday when I'm recording this. So we'll see if, if hopefully nobody drops out between now and, and Saturday. But, um... This is an interesting one for me because I feel like Curtis Blades is going to mop the floor with Derek Lewis. And I know that's an unpopular opinion uh, as far as popularity is concerned. Derek Lewis, man, it's hard not to love him, including myself. Like, he's a one-trick pony. Everybody knows that, and that's okay. I love him. I think he's great for the sport. He's excellent on the mic. He's hilarious. He's got the best one-liners ever. And he's got what everyone wants to see. He's got that heavy, heavy, heavy knockout power. And he's a heavyweight. So, I mean, this dude's throwing, he's got toaster ovens for hands. And if he connects with you, you're going to a different zip code. But the thing is, he's got to connect with you. And he's not very nimble. He's not very light on his feet. He has lost some weight recently. He has looked fairly decent in his recent fights. But I don't understand why Curtis Blades gets overlooked as much as he does. This dude has beat... Volkov, JDS, Justin Willis, uh, Mark Hunt, Alistair Overeem. I mean, the who's who of this division, he's ran through them. But he's lost two times to Francis Ngannou, and he gets a bad rap for that, which makes no sense and is totally unfair in my opinion because unless your name is Stipe Miocic, Ngannou wipes the floor with you. So I don't understand why that one little asterisk next to Curtis Blades makes everyone believe that he's not fun to watch or he's not a good fighter because Curtis Blades is an absolute monster. And I think that he's going to show that this weekend because he's uh, he's known for his wrestling, but he's got some hands on him. And I think that that wrestling background, he's top tier. He's going to wear Derek Lewis down and I think he's going to get the W. But obviously that's just a, everybody's got a fun, uh, excuse me, everybody's got a puncher's chance. And I mean, that is, that is completely personified and embodied in Mr. Derek, my balls was hot, Lewis, because this guy can knock any and everyone out. He's done it all over his career. So Curtis Blades is going to be on the lookout for that. But I think it'll be a good fight. I think that Curtis Blades is a massive, massive favorite, like like minus 300, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but man, I'm excited for this because I think Curtis Blades is going to set him up himself up well for after this fight. Because as we all know, this division is is held up right now. We've got the Stipe and Francis round two fight coming up within the next month. We've also got uh, 
the prospect of John Jones, arguably the GOAT, coming up into the heart, the heavyweight division. He's posting videos of himself powerlifting and putting on weight all over Instagram. So he's done with the light heavyweight division. He's moving up to the big boys. So that's exciting. But Curtis Blades is not to be forgotten about. And, uh, you know, hey, even if I'm wrong and, and Derek Lewis wins, he's going to have a microphone in front of him, which is going to lead into some funny memes and some funny videos, no doubt, because the guy's hilarious. But I thought it'd be fun to just jump on here real quick while I have power in my house <laughs> to, to give you all a little bit of a breakdown and uh, just a little 20-minute or 15-minute, whatever I'm doing, a little UFC rant. Uh, we might even live stream it this weekend. I don't know, depending on how on how I'm feeling and how the internet's looking and if we have power and it's not Snowmageddon anymore. Who knows? Your boy might fire up the webcam and have some friends over and drink beer and watch the fights and y'all can follow along for free. I mean, I appreciate you guys sticking with me thus far and and uh, I'm starting to pump out a little more content. Got a little bit of a a fire underneath my butt recently to get back into this and y'all are always supporting. Much appreciated. Uh, if you can, go like, subscribe to all the social medias, share, tag your friends, tell your dad, tell your mama, tell everybody, leave a review. And remember, as long as y'all keep listening, I'll keep talking. We'll see you next time.